Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, uh, back here on the podcast. And I know it's been a little bit uh, since we've done one of these. Uh, but uh, as we all know, sometimes life uh, gets in the way. But if you're subscribed to this, I have no doubt uh, you've continued to follow all of our great work over at 41mania.com. And I uh, wanted to jump back on the podcast here to discuss a very big development in the world of wrestling. You know, this is kind of that season where things always get interesting, but, you know, it's the road to WrestleMania. You've got AEW Revolution coming up soon, but things are just getting really interesting now um, when it comes to Cody Rhodes and uh, another, you know, story we'll talk about here in a second with Steve Austin, a wild week or so in, in wrestling. And uh, let's start with Cody Rhodes because that is the big story. Cody and Brandy Rhodes leaving AEW. And now the expectation, uh, as I'm recording this on Wednesday afternoon, is that Cody will return to WWE. And I know we all sort of think about the visuals of that uh, whenever Cody's using the the sledgehammer, taking it to the throne, all these other things. And you sort of think about how everything's played out over the past several years, you know, since he left WWE and whenever that was, uh, May of 2016, I believe now. And so AEW starts, things kind of change a bit, and now we're looking at the possibility and likely possibility that he's going to be back in WWE. Um, Plenty of stuff out there, plenty of um, discussion, speculation um, about what led to this and sort of the scenario that played out. It does seem like from everything you read, this had a lot to do with money and um, maybe Cody not getting a deal that he wanted from AEW, and even as one of the the EVPs, um, that that is certainly something that you you know makes you think about where things are at in AEW now, because this is a company that has brought in so many high profile talents in recent months. Whether that is you know CM Punk or Brian Danielson or whoever, um, you name it, they they have really gone above and beyond to make sure that this roster is loaded with talent from top to bottom, and that's why. When you do have someone leave, you know, money is going to come into play because there are going to be some talent that perhaps believe that they are, you know, in a position to to make more uh, on the the next go around with their contract uh, whenever, you know, it expires and that sort of thing. And perhaps that was the situation here was Cody thinking that he was going to be in a much better position to make that deal with Tony Khan than he was. And, And neither side could come to an agreement on that. So you now have one of the you know, AEW Originals uh, exiting and likely, again, going back to WWE, which would be the first time we've seen that uh, since AEW started. First time we've seen someone make that jump and really, outside of uh, Pete Priestley, I know people have brought that up, but that's, uh, I think, a different scenario here based on Cody being one of the, uh, again, AEW Originals in this scenario. So it's going to make it very interesting. Uh, Again, you, you can find all the stuff, and I'll link it in our show notes here on what led to this and, you know, all the reports out there and, and everything on that. But, I mean, now I think it's, we, we've we've looked at everything and how it's unfolded here, but now I think it's looking at it moving forward, both for AEW and WWE. I mean, let's start with AEW because, again, when, when you do what you've done roster-wise, and, and Tony Khan, um, you know, we've, we've had this discussion before about is, is AEW's roster getting too big? That's what people want to point out. Uh, I think options are always a good thing. And, you know, you can never have too many good, talented wrestlers. 
And that's what Tony Khan has right now. He has a lot at his disposal, and he has guys that have come in. And I think, you know, you certainly point at Punk and Danielson as the top two in that category of guys who just are at a different level than a lot of other people. And they are just sort of your your top-tier names that really when AEW started, I don't think, you know, you ever expected them to be there. And now that they are, that changes things because they become a much bigger part of the focus, and, and they should be. Uh, as the top stars in the company. And that's where, you know, maybe for someone like Cody, who is, you know, originally positioned in that spot, now maybe you start to look at it and, and see that you're not quite going to be positioned at that level necessarily. And and I say that, but, you know, we, we also have to think too, surely this entire stuff with Cody and, and you know, playing up the not going to have a heel turn type thing, you have to assume that was leading somewhere eventually. Um, whether it was going to or not, we don't know. It does seem likely that, that a Brandy Rhodes-Page Van Zant match was going to happen. How, t- how Cody would have tied into that, who knows. But, um, you know, C- Cody had a, a really, you talk about a slow burn, right? It was um, quite a slow burn for the uh, eventual heel turn if that was going to happen. But now that whole dynamic changes because, you know, he was someone that I think, certainly and and you could look at the crowd reactions and those kind of things there was a split on him at times and maybe more so in the direction of you know people not necessarily enjoying uh, or wanting to cheer him um that was something that we saw on display a lot in recent you know months in aw at aw shows and i think that's where you know now if you're cody and you're going into that I mean, it's it's interesting to think about from that perspective is kind of where is your place in the new AEW? Because the old AEW, we know what that was built around. Um, it was built around a lot of people that had something to prove, and you still have that with the new AEW. But the new AEW has a lot more people on the roster. It has your, you know, WrestleMania main event-esque talents like Punk and Danielson, um, you know, Jericho's still there, and, and even if Jericho is playing a smaller role now, it, you know, it's still Chris Jericho, it's still a big name, and you've got all these other people that you brought in, you know, whether it's Adam Cole, whether it's now Keith Lee, um, you know, you've got the the ones that are already there, uh, MJF, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and you go up and down the line, I mean, there are just, there are so many people on the roster now, and I think that's where, if you're Cody, and you're looking at it, and oh, by the way, you've got the stipulation built in that you can't challenge for the for the world title, which I think you could have gotten out of had Cody officially made a, a heel turn, I guess you could say. Um, I understand it for, from that perspective. If you're looking at it and wondering, you know, am I just going to kind of be slotted right here to where legitimately a large percentage of the audience boos me right now and, and don't like me for kind of the the character that I'm portraying and and maybe just what I am compared to everyone else that they see on this television program. And I think that is something too, that if that factored in, you could certainly understand it from Cody's standpoint. Also, you know, he has been someone who has pursued these outside ventures, whether it's, you know, go big show, whether it's the, the roads to the top reality series. Um, I can't say I've watched either one of them, but I do know it's, it's clear that, that is something that is interest, you know, is of interest to Cody and Brandy. And if you're in WWE, you know, you can also point to the possibilities there of being able to pursue pursue those types of things because you have, you know, the backdrop of, of Miz and, you know, Maurice and their show and, and Total Bellas and Total Divas and all this other stuff. Like there's plenty of things you can do 
should WWE decide to let you pursue that or, you know, come up with the idea to, to have you involved in those kind of things. So that is something else to think of if you're Cody and you're looking at it and maybe, hey, I, I here's what I think. I think there's no way that Cody makes this move unless he knows that he's got a, a big deal brewing with WWE. I don't think, you know, may, if you don't know that, you probably do find a way to come to an agreement with AEW, right? Um, and, and again, there, there are things that we may never know all the details on exactly what led to these decisions from, from all parties involved. But I think if you're coding, you're looking at it, you're not going to make that move unless you know you have a possibility to eclipse that, you know, with WWE by making that return. And let's be honest too, look at all the reaction that this received. I mean, this was a this was a groundbreaking moment in this era of wrestling because we haven't seen it before. We haven't seen not just anyone go from a WWE, but one of the, as I keep saying, like the originals, like the the EVPs. We haven't seen that scenario play out. And so it's a huge deal right now. And if you're Cody, if you're looking at it in the back of your mind, you've got to be thinking that, hey, if I make this move, this is going to be the biggest thing in wrestling versus... If I come back, what is my path to being at that, right? Like, what is my path to being the biggest thing in wrestling? I think the only option would have been to just go full-blown, heel turn, um, and just do that. Then I think you get talked about quite a bit. But if you stay the course from where you were going, that becomes a much harder objective. But I still think it was probably more about looking ahead, um, maybe even looking ahead outside of wrestling, looking ahead five years down the road and wondering, you know, where is the best spot for me? And look, everyone will argue each way, but it, it still comes down to what Cody and Brandy think are the best spots for them. And so um, it's just such an, such an interesting dynamic because, you know, even when the contract came up, uh, you see all the reports, everyone thought it was a work. Everyone thought that this was something that was going to play into a storyline. And as I mentioned, maybe that's something that gets you out of the stipulation of not challenging for the world title. You come up with a new contract, you get that put in, boom, there's a great storyline, right? You can play that out and do it that way. But clearly, it was not a work. And for those who still think it is, uh, I can 100% guarantee you it's not. Um, this is uh, the, uh, the real deal. And this is Cody and Brandy leaving AEW. Um, and I know there have also been reports out there about potential you know, issues between the EVPs and all this other stuff and, and wondering if that had something to do with it. Again, that's all speculation. It's hard for me to comment on that because I don't know whether that's 100% true or not. Uh, everyone will, will pick and choose probably what they want to believe in those scenarios, but it's hard to say, um, you know, without knowing the, the specifics on, on all of those relationships and everything going on behind the scenes. And I just, we don't have that reference point. Uh, I think even speculation, that's not fact until, you know, the parties involved come out and say it is. So, but, you know, there are so many different things that probably led to this. And, you know, whether that was money, standing in the company, uh, future plans, all those things, no doubt played into it from AEW standpoint, uh, because they do have a roster that, you know, can, can still sustain a loss like this of one of your original top stars. AEW's roster can still be at the point to where, you know, they can keep moving along because they brought in all this other talent. They've started grooming, you know, some of these younger stars to be in these top spots. And you've still got the older guys like Punk, Danielson, Jericho, um, Moxley, you know, all these other guys like that too that that are there and they've been in these spots before. 
and they can kind of carry things, you know, with, with, with Omega and the Young Bucks. That goes without saying. So, but you flip it now to WWE's side. And I think that's where things really get interesting because now I think it's a, this is a big opportunity for WWE, not just a big opportunity for Cody to return and kind of, you know, be in a spot that he is going to get a very strong reaction whenever he debuts, whether that's at WrestleMania, whether that's before WrestleMania, doesn't matter. He's going to get a huge reaction. Um, But the opportunity for WWE is to sustain that reaction and to actually put him in a position, and everyone's already talked about this, but I think it's worth repeating because this is a very big aspect here in terms of, you know, if you're if you're into, like, strategy and, and power moves and all those kind of things, like, this is one of those Vince McMahon power moves, potentially, to where if you are a company like WWE, you're already, you flipped everything to sort of rebuild your future in terms of NXT 2.0. You've changed everything there in terms of how you want to build for the future. If one of those ways is trying to take some of AEW's top young talent when their contract comes up, what's the best way to do that? It's to take the person, the first person, the, the, the groundbreaking move here, and that is to take Cody Rhodes and make him a big star. And he's already a star, right? Like, he's he's a big star, and, and this is another point. People will debate where Cody stands on the, the stardom level. <laughs> I mean, some people will... Will always look at Cody and say, "Well, he's just a you know he's a mid carter." Uh, some people will look at him and say, "Maybe this is opportunity to to truly be you know a WrestleMania main event caliber guy, and maybe he'll get one of those eventually." Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's that's probably hard to see just based on where the WWE roster is at right now. But you but you never know. Um, so, but that again is where it's going to come down to WWE, and their their moves here could have a lasting impact on the future of the wrestling business over the next three or four years. Because if you can do that, there, there's not been that much appealing, right, to to uh, to have anyone want to jump from AWWWE. Everyone's been talking about Brian Cage because everybody thought Brian Cage may be the first one because um, Cage hasn't been on TV in months, and he seems like one that when the contract comes up, if it's not already up, I have no idea, he seems like one that you look at and say, all right, Vince would love that guy. Um, but this is so different because you're looking at the MJFs, the Wardlows, guys like that, and wondering, okay, you never really had a second thought about anyone making that jump from AWWE just because of the state of WWE. They're releasing everyone, um, you know, their, their viewership ratings, all that have gone down. They continue to sort of go in the wrong direction. Sure, they'll stay steady here over the next couple months because it's WrestleMania season. You'll bring back all your big stars, and, and you'll have that. But this is a chance, and we've already seen some reports out there about how WWE plans to push, I think it was Wade Keller, PW Torch, how WWE plans to push Cody as a big star. Of course they are. Of course that's the plan because if they do that, they have something to show to an MJF or a Wardlow to say, guess what? When your contract comes up, here's why you should come here. Because that roster is very crowded in AW, um, you know, you may get one segment a week pushing your pushing your storyline forward. Hey, we're gonna give you three or four segments on Raw every week, and like you know, just those kind of things and those little details. Um, this is this is your chance <laughs> because if you 
if you go the route of Vince McMahon wanting to be petty, which, let's be honest, Vince McMahon has certainly shown uh, his pettiness before when it comes to uh, people, and I know some people have already pointed out the Dusty Rhodes example, right, of changing his name, um, you know, wanting to kind of just doing the the Virgil thing back in the, the 80s, and then he brings Dusty in and does the polka dots and all this other stuff. I don't think you're going to see that here. I don't think Cody Rhodes is going to be wearing polka dots in his return. I think WWE is going to do everything they can, at least initially, to position him as one of the top stars in the company. And the reason why is that is the only way you try to change the perception of anyone wanting to leave AEW, going to WWE being the right move. Because I think we've looked at it so much differently over the past year and a half now, even more, I guess, at this point, maybe two years it's been looked at so differently since the releases, you know, no job security, all those kind of things. I mean, that this is it. Like for WWE, I think, to be able to prove that, um, you know, barring any other just huge defections from AWWE, which I just don't see happening because everyone's going from WWE to AEW because of all the releases. Um, this is a chance to say, we know how to do this, and if you come here, we will put you in a position to succeed. Now, what is my confidence level in that? I, I can't say it's high, and the reason why is because we've seen this before. WWE can get a shiny new toy and initially love that shiny new toy, but after playing with it for a little while, it just kind of falls back into the, with the rest of the, the toys, right? Like, that's just kind of what I think they, they do sometimes, is they, they get all excited about something, they'll go full blast with it, and then it just kind of it falls back off, and it's back to sort of right there with everyone else, which is, you know, whether that's 50-50 booking or everyone just feeling like they're on the same page, on the same level outside of your top handful of stars. And so that is the challenge for WWE is can they do that with Cody? Can they put him in a position to where if he's if he's leaving, coming back to the company, uh, and let's point this out too, he's, he's going to have a lot of knowledge that I'm sure Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard and Kevin Dunn and others will – want to pick his brain for hours about the inner workings of AEW, whether they'll ever admit it or not is another thing. Uh, but they will undoubtedly want to know every little tiny thing. And that's that's business. You, you want to try to figure out ways to beat your competitor. No, AEW's not a, a competitor yet, truly, from a business standpoint because of the amount of money coming in. Uh, we've talked about that before, WWE's revenue, and look no further than this weekend when they go to Saudi Arabia and pull in another massive paycheck. Um, but you know, from a wrestling standpoint, we know like there is competition there now and, uh, whether, you know, WWE wants to admit it or not, it, it, it's, it exists. And I think that's where you see these young talents like MJF and Wardlow, whose contracts we know are going to come up eventually. And you want to make that play for them. Uh, this is one of the ways you do it is can you take someone and, and prove that, you know, you can use them the right way. Cause there have been a lot of examples of not doing that over the past couple years, and even longer than that. Uh, so I think that's that's it for WWE's standpoint, is they can they prove that this is something that would be worthwhile to others? And if they can do that, maybe you start to change that perception a little bit, though that perception is still kind of burned into everyone's minds based on all the releases, um, all of the acts that were initially over that they could not keep over or just simply decided to get rid of because they didn't know what to do. Um, so... I mean, everything still runs through Vince McMahon. Let's let's put that out there, too. This isn't about anything else other than what will Vince McMahon decide to do with Cody Rhodes? And can he do it in a way 
that is eventually going to be appealing enough to others to perhaps make this move. That's a discussion we'll have, I mean, years down the road. I don't think that's a, that's not a short-term discussion because it's going to take a little while to play out uh, and see, you know, what that looks like. But it is at least intriguing now because, you know, we all look back and uh, I know many people, you know, that, that are wrestling fans and all the, all the fans from the, the attitude era and the, the era of people just jumping ship back and forth between companies. We just haven't seen that a whole lot to the level of maybe where things are now with WWE and AEW. And so this was kind of a, a, a huge moment from that standpoint. Will it be a huge moment from business, from a business perspective for either one? Um, I don't know that. I don't know, you know, how much does Cody Rhodes change WWE's business that is already at a record, you know, pace and record profit time after time after time now. Um, I don't know. But, you know, for AEW, what does that change? Does AEW see, you know, a massive drop in business? I, I I don't think that's the case either here. So I think this is just more of, again, the feeling that at least things are a lot more intriguing now rather than maybe it was just sort of, um, I don't know, like WWE has given you a lot of reasons not always to trust them. And again, that's that whether that's from a talent standpoint or anything else, creative standpoint, but now, if you can hit a home run with this one, because you've got, you know, one of your biggest opportunities you've had in a long time by bringing in, you know, the top guy, one of the top guys from the other company, from the competition now, if that's how you view it, then there's a lot you can do with that. And it's just a matter of how do they do it? Um, you know, and, and that's where we'll we'll know more, I think, about where things stand for, for everyone uh, coming out of this. But Undoubtedly a huge deal, and I think now it's just a matter of how quickly does this deal come together? Uh, how quickly is Cody Rhodes on WWE television? Is he wrestling at WrestleMania? I would think you're still, you know, a good month and a half or so away from WrestleMania. If you make that deal soon, I don't see any reason why you would not put Cody Rhodes on the WrestleMania card. It's just a matter of how do you get there? What do you do? Uh, we do know there were rumors, you know, about a possible Shane McMahon and Seth Rollins match. I guess was that was. One of the rumors at WrestleMania, do you plug Cody in with Rollins? Do you put him in somewhere else? Um, that is that is the question. But the fact that we're even talking about this is, is so fascinating because um, it, it is a very interesting time in the world of wrestling, and things just got a lot more interesting by having um, one of AEW's you know, EVPs make the move likely. Not officially done yet, but as you listen to this, it may already be done. Uh, but at this point, it's been talked about too much to not happen. So Cody Rhodes likely heading back to WWE in what is a pretty wild uh, story and could, as I said, could have ramifications for years to come, depending on how WWE does moving forward with this whole scenario and you know whether that has that long-term impact of, of perhaps persuading others to make that same move. I think there's still a lot a lot of trust to be regained there. And I don't even know if just getting it 100% right with Cody is going to change that, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of, a lot that still has to be, um, you know, kind of forgiven in terms of WWE's business practices with talent and such in recent years and uh, those kind of things. But we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, with that. So a lot more to come on the Cody situation. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to discuss. I'm sure there'll be a lot more, uh, again, reports, uh, all sorts of stuff about deals and all that. I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be wild uh, moving forward. Speaking of wild, there's something else, though. We talk about WrestleMania. 
Let's talk about the other rumors, another big story. And by the way, this is also kind of skimming over another potentially huge story. Uh, well, I'll put this one in the show notes too. I'm sure if you you know read our 4-1 Mania stuff, you saw this. But this is also going beyond the fact that The Rock seemingly just teased that he is going to make his return at some point soon. We just don't know when that's going to be. Um, he was replying to a comment, someone asking him, you know, why didn't he do the pause at the Super Bowl? Because he did the... He did a, a little promo on the field before the Super Bowl, and um, someone asked him, you know, in the, the tweet about, well, why did you not pause and let the fans, you know, say, and millions, because we know that's the Rock's phrase. He says, you know, millions, and then let's the pause, fans say it, and that's what he does, but he didn't do the pause. He just kept going, and so Rock replied and said, hey, I will I will tell you that, um, there, you know, there's little Easter eggs in there all over that promo, and that the, the pause with the and millions will be coming soon, so... That, to me, uh, is a clear hint that he plans on being back uh, soon enough, and whether that's, you know, not until next year at, at WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles, uh, who knows. But um, that is something that's been rumored for a while, too. But something that's been rumored for years and years and years and years is a potential return match for Steve Austin, and that apparently is also uh, rumored to be happening this year at WrestleMania. And we talk about a wild news cycle, right? Um, incredible to think that this is another story that's out there is the potential of Steve Austin returning for his first match since 2003. Uh, this would be huge, uh, I think, uh, to say the least. And it seems like, um, you know, all the all the reports and the, the speculation out there is about, you know, WWE, and this came out, I want to say a couple months ago now, about WWE really making, wanting to make a big play for Austin to have some sort of involvement at WrestleMania. It's in, you know, Arlington, it's at Cowboys Stadium, Austin's a Texan. All it all makes sense, um, but you know th- those rumors have escalated now to where it's not just Austin being at WrestleMania; it's Austin having a match at WrestleMania. Now, I think how you define what a, what a match is going to be for Steve Austin in 2022 is important because I think if you're expecting Stone Cold to come out and have a match like he had in 2000, um, I would I would say you're going to greatly be disappointed. And I think that's where we have to sort of wait to see how this plays out. Now, yes, it's pretty easy to point to if he's going to have a match, who's he going to be against? You'd, you'd be shocked if it's anyone other than Kevin Owens at this point because Owens is the one that's playing up, you know, his hatred of Texas and not being on WrestleMania and all this other stuff. And you can sort of figure out how this is going to perhaps play out from here with Owens, you know, saying he's not going to wrestle or something and he shows up and calls out Austin. Any of those scenarios could play out. And then you have Austin come out and maybe you ring the bell and it's a, you know, a match that takes a minute or two, I guess. That 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 would technically be a match, and it would be Austin's return match, though. I, It's one of those where I think it's always difficult to go back and forth on whether you want a guy to make that kind of return. I mean, Shawn Michaels has come out of retirement, and, you know, who who really remembers those matches um, that he's come out of retirement for, and it's just it's not the Shawn Michaels you knew of old, and uh, it doesn't really, I don't think it hurts his legacy by any means, but... It's just different, right? And and I think Steve Austin wrestling 20, 19, 20 years after the fact, I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be so different. But it is a spectacle. Uh, it's something where if you just have Austin go in there and hit a stunner, people will, will cheer and you'll you'll get your money's worth because um, you know officially it would be a match. But I think if there's any expectation, Steve Austin gonna come out and have a ten minute match with Kevin Owens. I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. But uh, it's clear that WWE is all in on this WrestleMania as they usually are, but this is such a huge deal because you're doing it two nights again. 
you got a lot of tickets to sell. Still a lot of tickets out there. Um, I think they've been doing some of these, you know, two-for-one specials too recently. So you've got to fill that stadium. I mean, Cowboy Stadium is massive, and you got to do that two nights. <laughs> and so you have to come up with everything you can to try to get people in the building because as we talked about, you know, before, I don't know if just having Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again is going to just get people in the building. Um, I don't know if Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair is just going to get people in the building. Uh, you you got to have those attraction matches, and that's also been rumored. You know, they want more of these attraction matches. And having a Steve Austin match, that would be an attraction. Having Cody Rhodes perhaps have his first match back at WrestleMania, that would be an attraction. It's not going to compare to Steve Austin, but for this current landscape in wrestling, it would be a significant situation. It would be a significant deal. Um, so... There's a lot to come, apparently, but WWE, uh, it's sort of like uh, Vince, you know, just kind of uh, playing his, his power moves here. This is Vince sort of flexing his muscles a little bit. Uh, maybe if, if he can, you know, get Cody Rhodes back to the company, if he can bring Steve Austin back for a successful, perhaps, return match, um, even if it's nothing like you would, you know, expect from Steve Austin 20 years ago. But there's a lot at play here, and, um, hey, stars sell tickets, and WWE is always push that theory that it will focus on its top stars and you know that's why you've you've seen some of the releases is because they have focused on who can main event wrestlemania who are the top stars that are going to draw and maybe they think they've got a really good recipe for success here so we'll see what happens but um again those are the two big stories out there and who knows with this current news cycle in wrestling uh, seems like a lot more to come uh, as we you know continue towards aw revolution uh, WrestleMania Elimination Chambers this weekend. So a lot to come in the world of wrestling, and it should be a very interesting uh, couple months leading up to WrestleMania 38. So uh, there you go. Uh, as uh, mentioned, be sure to check out everything we got going on at 41mania.com. I'll put some of the links uh, to the stories we've discussed uh, in the show notes. You can check that out. And, uh, you know, all of our news, columns, reviews, everything up there. Um, and uh, as always, uh, we'll have the link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family uh, in the show notes. So be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can. Um, as I mentioned, I'm going to try to get back to doing this more regularly now. I appreciate all the uh, support, everyone listening out there. And uh, again, just uh, one of those things where just uh, life gets in, gets in the way sometimes, and that's kind of been the case over the past couple months. But um, enjoy doing this, and uh, hopefully we'll have a lot more of these uh, to come here regularly uh, with, with weekly podcasts and such here as we do uh, make that march towards uh, WrestleMania here in a couple months. So, uh, thanks as always uh, for listening to the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>